All right, guys, welcome back to the Book Fitness and Performance Podcast. Today, I'm sitting here with Justin. What's going on, Justin? How are you doing today, man? Not much, man. Doing well, doing well. Just uh, ready to dive into another topic. Safe for this. Yeah, man. This one should be a good one here. Uh, so today, kind of something that I personally, and me and Tom, actually all of us have really talked about is, uh, and gotten questions on, is why do we start on the ground? Like In our warm-ups, we start on the ground. Sometimes we're doing exercises on the ground versus standing. And like, what's the point of that? So Justin, without further ado, my friend, like, why... Would one do an exercise on the ground versus somewhere else? Yeah, there's a, there's a few ways that I want to kind of address this. So first, the main reason why we would use the ground or even the wall, right? So sometimes we'll have people do things against the wall, mm-hmm. we'll have people lay on the ground. Um, there's, there's very specific reasons why we would do that, and there's very specific reasons why we would sequence the way that we're doing things. Okay. So in terms of why we would use the ground or why we would use the wall at all, the main reason is because anytime we get on the ground or anytime we lay against a surface or put our body in contact with a surface, it gives our body more reference points. It gives us more sensation, right? So when we're standing on two feet, um, the only points of contact we have with anything around us are our feet, right? So the only sensory information we're getting from where we are in space is our foot contacts. And by sensory information, you mean kind of what we Tactile, feel right? Tactile. Like okay. touch, right? Yeah. The only touch sensation, the only <clears throat> feelings of pressure we get from around us are on our feet at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's very easy to lose awareness of where we are in space sometimes, right? Our body is kind of utilizing uh, its reference based on your visual, right? Your ability to see things, your ability to hear things. Like it's putting this map together of where your body parts are in space. And a lot of times we become very um, habitual in our patterns, right? We stand certain ways, we move certain ways, and just because we're not focusing on it throughout our daily lives, we kind of lose reference to certain parts of our body, mm-hmm. right? And we, we think we're doing something one way, and we're actually it actually comes out a very different way, right? So by putting people on the ground, it gives us more sensory feedback. It gives us more sensation, more touch, more tactile points that we can then reference when we are trying to learn to control our body in space, or when we're trying to teach a certain exercise, or we're trying to get somebody to feel a certain part of their body move a certain way, we can put them on the ground or against a wall because those points of reference give that person an immediate feeling of where certain parts of their body are in space. Because now gravity's acting on us, right? There's pressure on those areas. There's a point of touch, a point of reference. And so now I can say to somebody, hey, do you feel how your lower back is not on the ground right now or how it's not on the wall? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel how you know your head is actually off the ground? Or do you feel how your shoulder blade is getting kind of pushed into the ground, for example? And they can say, oh yeah, like I feel that. Like my lower back's not on the ground, right? And it's like, okay, now what I need you to do is make sure your heels are on the ground. So now we have our foot reference. You're going to make sure your whole lower back is flat on the ground. And let's say we're doing some sort of pressing activity, right? I want you to now push that weight away from you while keeping your whole low back on the ground and reaching your shoulder blade as far as you can. And that's a really impactful thing for somebody who has maybe low back issues, low back pain, shoulder issues in the past, because a lot of times those things arise because we are uh, loading certain parts of our body over and over and over again, and we're not realizing that we're putting the stress through that area, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a great point that you just brought up there, is like, 
the amount of times that we move, like we don't necessarily know that we're doing something wrong. We just we just do things to accomplish tasks, right? Exactly. We and and everybody has things, right? Everything has like something. Everybody has things to do. We're stressed. We have a lot going on in our lives. We don't have time, nor would it be uh, useful to think about every little move we make, right? Our brain kind of solves that problem for us. Our focus is. I gotta reach up into the cabinet and get something. I gotta yep. pick something off the ground, right? It doesn't care how it does. Exactly, and you can do that for a really long time, but sometimes if you do it the same way over and over again and you don't have access to other positions, now all of a sudden, tissues, muscles, tendons, joints start to get kind of angry. So by, te- by putting somebody on the ground, we can start to bring them back to a feeling of where they are in space and develop a little bit more awareness of how our body is moving and we can reteach them to potentially use a different move, movement strategy to allow them to do exercises more safely and effectively. So that's one, right? And then number two is it decreases the intensity right away of what we have to do in terms of managing our body against gravity, right? So if I'm having to manage all my limbs, all my body weight, all of that, and stand up against gravity and learn something new at the same time, it's a lot to deal with, right? And a lot of people don't think of it that way. It's like, oh, my body weight, I walk around all the time. Well, back to our point, right? You move around in a certain way. If I'm trying to teach you something new, sometimes standing up against gravity is just too much right now, right? So if I put you on the ground, again, I decrease how much you have to deal with while you're trying to learn something new. You have more support from the ground, right? You have less of your body weight to manage. And back to our original point, you have more sensation, more more touch points, right? And that allows you to acquire new skills, acquire new movement, move in a different way, which might be super valuable in that case. Um, and so those are the two reasons why we use these reference points, the wall points, the ground. Uh, now, two other things that I would add to that. So, and I know Tom does this and I know you do this, but I specifically do this on purpose sometimes in my small group warm-ups. I will make people go from the ground to standing yeah. over and over again. Didn't we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Doing that, yeah. And so I, like, I will, in the past, I've always taught like ground-based to standing. So whenever I'm teaching a coach, I'm like, we want to start on the ground and build up to standing because we start with the lower lower level activity where I can teach somebody to manage position, take gravity away, and then I work them back up to harder things where they're standing upright. Well, now, a lot of times, I'll actually go back and forth because I want adults, I want people in general to be able to get on and off the ground effectively. I want them to take the references and the things they're learning on the ground and apply them to standing, and I also want them to have the skill of being able to move their body from the ground to standing and back, because I think that's one of the things that happens as we age, we lose that ability to get on and off the ground effectively, and that is one of the biggest fall risks that there is, right? If you fall down as you're getting older and you truly can't get off the ground, that is a major health risk. And so how do you stop that from happening? You don't wait until you're of the age where that becomes dangerous. You literally never stop doing that your whole life. You get on and off the ground well. You find different ways to get on and off the ground. And heck, that's why we do get back ups and things like that in our workouts, right? We continue to challenge people to manage their body weight, to manage gravity, and to be able to move from the floor to standing. And then finally, as a little aside, um, from a mobility perspective, right? I need to be able to change the shape of my ribcage and pelvis in some cases to be able to move certain bones of my body, right? So we talk about, you know, anyone who's, who's worked with Monica or worked with us, a lot of times people with low back issues, hip issues, uh, shoulder issues, 
lot of times we'll incorporate breathing into that equation, right? We'll give them some sort of corrective exercise and we'll cue their breathing. And a lot of people are like, why is that happening, right? And it's because breathing and some of these activities help to expand and compress and change the shape of the rib cage. And so just like a bottle of water, if I put the bottle of water on the ground and I apply pressure to it straight down, it would change shape in relation to the pressure I put onto it and gravity, right? Well, our rib cage is no different. So research has actually shown this. If I lay on my side, my rib cage gets bigger front to back, yeah. right? If I lay on my back, my rib cage gets bigger side to side, right? If I sit, my rib cage gets bigger in the lower portion down by my abdomen in all directions, right? So how gravity is acting on us influences the change in shape of the rib cage as we breathe. And some people need to be able to expand certain parts of their rib cage better in order to, let's say, have more mobility at their hips and more mobility at their shoulder because it's all one it's all one body. And then right? if I'm correct too, like over time when people use these same strategies over and over and over again, then I'll test any of these other strategies, you lose the ability to expand. So it's right back right? to where we're at, right? And where we're reusing the same yeah, strategy exactly. over and over again, right? So if you see somebody, let's say for example, who's really lacking in hip rotation or shoulder range of motion, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're seeing areas of the rib cage and the pelvis that can't move the way they should be able to. They're restricted, right? And again, you can get away with that for a long time, but eventually that lack of range of motion can come back to be a problem, right? So in order to train effectively and efficiently over time, not get people hurt, still allow them to work hard, but also allow them to recapture some of that range of motion, we will sometimes use ground-based activities, again, to change the shape of the ribcage and allow people to restore more uh, true range of motion at these joints and to feel the range of motion they have access to so that once again, they're able to continue to uh, uh, move their joints through range of motion that won't lead to whether it's pain or some sort of injury uh, because we know that we don't want to apply the stress in one spot. We want to distribute it over the whole body. And now, guys, just remember here, this is not something that we necessarily need you to know, right? Mm -hmm. This is just good information to have, right? The whole point of this podcast here is just to understand that with these different reference points and why we do different grab-based activities is just to open up new areas and teach new positions and then allow you to utilize those yeah. positions. And, and I think some people are interested in some of these things in terms of, like, you know, I'll get questions like, why, you know, why do I cue breathing a certain way or I'll, I'll explain something about breathing or something about a position that we're in that impacts things. And I think a lot of people like go through their lives and they wonder like why certain things are always sore or why certain thing hurts or why something moves a certain way, right? And they don't really have a, a great explanation or understanding of that, but they know something's kind of off, there, right? Yeah. There's something off yeah. there. And so understanding how our body moves a little bit and how things like breathing impacts the way our whole body moves as well as literally just how we manage gravity and how changing our body position and shape can literally change the way we move. Uh, that's a really cool thing for people to know because again, it's like we are very adaptable. Our bodies are capable of change and that's a, a cool and empowering thing, right? It's not a negative yeah. thing. Um, we're trying to say that a little bit more than we can always keep pushing these little more and now you have yeah. a better understanding of things and that just elevates your game here in the gym, both in the gym and outside of the gym as yeah. well. Yeah. So, so ground-based stuff and, and wall-based stuff and things with references, like that is all planned for very specific reasons mm -hmm. and we're not just trying to be pains in the butts to make you get on and off the no. ground when you don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. All this stuff is it's valuable in certain spots, It's you know, but at the end of the day we're going to keep 
in mind what our goal is and all that type of stuff. So this isn't necessarily for every single person, right? Sure. So don't listen to this podcast and think, oh, I have to do this right away. Let's always take it step by step and we'll learn about it as we go. And if we need it, then we can always utilize it. All for right? sure. Any last comments, Justin? No, I think that's it, man. I hope this was valuable for people. And as <coughs> always, if they have further questions on this topic or are more interested, please reach out to us. Yeah, guys, again, in the email, right, we do have that Google link where you can drop any input for ideas for podcasts, anything like that. So if this interests you uh, and this would be something that you would want to hear more about or even if there's something specific about what we talked about, uh, then we can always uh, drop it in there and then we can always ride back and talk about this again. Have a great rest of your day, guys.